welcome to the podcast that takes a light-hearted look at lesser-known London stories with your own personal blue badge professional tourist guides. She's Fiona. And she's Alex. And this is the Ladies in London podcast. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Ladies in London podcast. I'm not alone this week. Hello. She's thought, with when, me. When's she going to pause? When's she going to pause? When are we going to get there? Hello. You, you should know by now she rarely pauses. You <laughs> just have to pause. get in there. <laughs> 45 minutes later, I'll be like, uh, uh, hello. Hello, I'm here. I'm hello. Here. Well, we've managed to get our diaries together for this week to, uh, to come back and, and say hello together. Hurrah. Hurrah. Um, which is really lovely. Like, nice to see your face, Fiona. How are you? I'm good. Yes. That wasn't good. No, no. I always have to just, you know, think about it. Um, we have a joint colleague who, whenever he's asked how he was, he says he's fantastic. Who's that? And Chaz. Oh. <laughs> and he uh, he said it makes him feel better. It makes everyone feel better. It's it's good. And he's right. He's true. He's he's true. He's right. It's true. If someone says that to you, you go, yeah, I'm fa- I'm great. It it kind of does perk yeah, you up. Cheer you up but, a bit. Yeah. But the job is whenever he would say, I'd say, how are you? He's yeah, I'm fantastic. Oh, yeah, but really, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie to me, Jazz. It's quite different to the, the gorgeous Simon Whitehouse who um, uh, always says when he's leaving a party, he says, well, I've had a marvellous time. This wasn't it, but I have had a marvellous time before. <laughs> Hilarious. I actually saw him when I was out guiding uh, just yesterday, walking uh-huh. down the street. And we now have, I don't know if he does this with you as well. He, he almost certainly does. But we have a thing where we try to humiliate each other. So as he didn't spot me, so I got in there early and he was walking down with his guests in the opposite direction to where I was going. And I shouted out, oh, Simon, how lovely to see you. I'm so thrilled they've let you out of prison after everything <laughs> that you did. Which... Uh, his his guests look visibly startled, uh, and then Simon went with it, and it was very entertaining. But he he's come up to me before and said, "Oh my goodness, so good to see you. they've given you a day out of the hospital, or yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, things like that." So so I won yesterday's uh, yesterday's. Oh encounter. look, the, oh that's brilliant. The cream is working really well. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I'm going to keep that. That's going in my back pocket. Amazing. <laughs> I was I was on the underground the other day with the group chatting mid-flow and someone just kind of it was like sort of tapped me on the shoulder as we passed and then kind of went great guide and carried on and I I think I know who it was I think it was a it was another guide but I just saw the back of her disappearing and I was like who, who, what what, what? <laughs> yeah um yeah I, mean, I think I think the next one on my list for Simon is oh that facelift has really taken very well <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh, how yeah. we laughed. Anyway. Yes. How um, are you? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. I currently, um, while we're recording, have a friend's dog in the background, she says, looking around to see where the dog's gone. The dog's gone. Okay, well, we'll just deal with that later. Um, yes, yeah, so if there's sort of crunching and smashing and general noise, that's because there is a pooch on the loose in my house right, at the moment. I can see. I can see. Um, oh, can you see it? Hit, hit yep, she just... She Hello. Asked. Hello. Yeah, all right, she's here. Yeah. Panic over. Good. Um, I was like, oh, well, we can last 40 minutes and then see. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite relieved. The builders have just gone home. So Fabulous. we've got probably, possibly the last big builder input going on of regrouting. So they've been chipping and ch- I was like, are they are they going to finish before we record? And they, yeah, they have. Good. Good. Get out. Get out. We've got stuff Good. to do. Yeah. Well, a couple of little bits of news. Um, You might have seen on our Instagram stories yesterday. No over the weekend, that uh, 
She says, trying to figure out what on earth day it is of the week. Over the weekend. Um, that the London Gasketeers, if you remember back to, oh, goodness knows what episode, quite a while ago now, um, uh, Tim Bryce and Luke Honey came on the podcast um, along with Simon Callow to talk about the gas lamps that have been were being stripped out of London and all that kind of thing. Um, and they've got some great news. Uh, the... Lord Parkinson of Whitley Bay, Arts and Heritage Minister at the Department for Culture, Media and Sport, because apparently they go together, um, has today announced the listing of four historic gas lamps in Covent Garden, London. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. So uh, they're all on Russell Street. Um, Which is sort of opposite the Royal Opera House. It's that, those yes. ones, is it that? Yes. Is that one? Ish. Yes, I think so, yeah. So that's yeah. four of them, um, which is good. <laughs> Four out of quite a few thousand. So let's see how we go. But the, that's a great start. So uh, fantastic that that is that is happening because um, yeah, I think you could tell everyone felt very passionate about it at the time. Yes, uh, I think a lot of you are now following them um, on social media as well. So good for them. They've been very very busy of late and very um, vocal. So good for them. And that that episode, if you haven't listened to it, one of my my all-time favorite little bits of audio i think is simon callow midcom chat and then he's telling us oh hello <laughs> i actually don't think we included it in the podcast i think we chopped oh. it out we put it on we put it on instagram okay him spotting emily's baby and go yeah. oh hello <laughs> <laughs> which was very entertaining uh love him love him but yeah so they're they're being you might they've been on bbc london lately and and all of that so um keep an eye out for them because they're they're doing the rounds at the moment which is great yeah. and and also westminster has paused converting any other ones in the meantime as well yeah. so that's all good it's going in the right direction brilliant that's what we want we want to keep it nice and nice and classic don't we yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what other news anything from you um well i have some results <gasps> what results uh, might they be they might be the results for the pick a podcast top pick pick the pod top pick topic pod, the pod pick the, we need a name we for need the, a name the pick a pick a pod, podcast the, topic pick poll <laughs> the pick the pod poll there's something there but your not, pod your our poll. pod your poll <laughs> I should go into politics. <laughs> It's our pod. It's the but year it's of elections. Poll. That's what we're 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 so in the zeitgeist. This is the year of elections. People keep saying yes. that around the world, more people will elect a parliament this year than any other year since yeah. whatever. So here we are. We're joining since in. Whatever. That's a classic story. Since whatever, whatever. Um, yes, we are the only podcast that can deliver change. That can deliver on the people's um, priorities, priorities. <laughs> for popular. Pod popular pod polls. <laughs> Audio. It's excitement. the people's poll. The people's poll. Is that what we call people's it? People's poll for pod. People's poll. Top pick. pick. I don't know. Gang, let us know what you think, what we should call it. But you get you get the drift. Um so go and, on then. And what? also, while we're at it, mm. um listeners out there, if you used to use the social media formerly known as Twitter, uh, <laughs> and you've gone on to something else, what have you gone to? Because yeah. I'm intrigued. So we, I've been doing a little bit more on Twitter, which we haven't used for ages. And uh, I, I, but I'm not convinced it's a great thing anymore. So um, yeah, if you've gone to Threads or if you've gone to to Blue Sky or where where should we go instead? Let's know. Yeah, let, let Fiona know. I, I could yeah. care less. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> let, let let us ask the royal we. Let let us know, we will... and one of yes. us will 
action it. Spoiler, it won't be me. Yeah. So, so intriguingly, the vote. So, yes. recap. Right, so options. This, yeah, this was between Elizabeth Fry, yes. uh, prison reformer, Quaker yep. lady, and boxers that I actually put at one point. I said uh, um, British black boxers because that has lots of nice bees in And then yep. I looked them up a bit more. I went, oh, no, no, they weren't British. Uh, they're both American. Well, yeah, well, well two, they two were enslaved the Americans, and then yes, but were active so, over in Britain. Yeah, so. yes, yes. So they were they were boxing here. Yeah. Um, so it broke down quite dramatically different across different different Ooh, social media. Now that's interesting. Yeah. So Twitter, absolutely one hundred percent for the boxers. Okay, but not not one vote for Elizabeth Fry. No, no, there was only one vote. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I am hella cutting that out. <laughs> no, 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 no. On Twitter, there was only one vote. Hence my question, should we be using something else? Because, <laughs> you know, we haven't used Twitter for, for a while. And, and it's, uh, it's, yeah. I will take that 100% <laughs> to the rank. So okay. I, I looked at that first. Then I looked at the votes that were on the post on Instagram. Yes. And this was also strongly in favour of the boxers. Okay. And then it evened out a little bit more. So this was 56% for the boxers and right. 54% for Elizabeth Fry okay. by the end of the time. But the story oh, here we go. was 19% for the boxers and 81% for Elizabeth Fry. So how does that shake down? So if you put those figures in and more people voted on the story than on the post, so grand total, 26%. For the boxers. Oh, okay. 74 for Elizabeth Spry. Elizabeth Spry. Elizabeth Spry. Whoever she may be. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Which I think it's a pretty good knockout blow. Yeah. Well, oh, we're getting back into the competitive thing that Emily and I had, aren't we? Oh, dear <laughs> me. Okay. All right. Um, bring it on. Bring it oh. on. Well, you know, that means I have to do less research. So that's fine. I did also... I added the option on Twitter, which nobody took up on, which was uh, you can also undermine this poll by writing comments of neither or both. <laughs> nobody said that. Good. Good. Because anarchy is not welcome around here. Sorry. No, absolutely not. Um, amazing. OK, well, um, so that will be early in uh, March. That will be Elizabeth Fry for you. Mm-hmm. There we go. And then we'll launch the next poll in a couple of weeks and then we go from there. Yeah. Fabulous. Excellent. Right. Well, today is is you. Today is me. Today is me. And I did say last week, slightly erroneously, we've got a guest this week. We totally haven't. That's next week. (laughs) So, I mean, you probably learned by now not to believe anything I say in terms of logistics and organisation. We have got a guest. We've got Storm. We've got Storm. Not very chatty. Um, She's she's not bringing much to the conversation. I'm not going to lie. Uh... But yeah, so next week we do have a guest and it's a repeating guest and it's one that you know, one that you like and you're going to have to wait to find out who. But this week is a topic that, again, I threatened a while ago. In fact, we were speaking about... Now, what were we speaking about? And I went, oh, that would be a really good topic. It was a few... Oh, oh, actually, before I forget... Mm-mm. Oh, no. Don't worry. I'm going to be sorry. <laughs> wow. No, no. previously, last week... You said we'd, we'd done Mary Anning. I don't think yes. you have. As a pod, I don't think you have. Was it the Global Tea Break? No, I'm sure we've done... I couldn't find her on the list of pods just, oh. just now. Unless when I transcribed them onto my spreadsheet, I, I missed her out. But mm. the numbers add up. 
Interesting. I'm pretty mm. sure. Okay, I'm gonna have to go back and have a look. But we definitely had Aaron on for something. <laughs> I could have sworn it was Mary Anning. Maybe it wasn't. And if it wasn't, we'll do Mary Anning because she is epic. A little edit. We have done Mary Anning. Fiona's gone mad. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. What were we talking about? Where we mentioned? I can't. It was a the story weeks of ago. London Bridge being bought. It's a great exhibition. No, anyway, whatever it was, whatever it, it was, yeah. it, it popped up, and I said, "Ooh, now that's a great story," um, and it really is, and for a couple of different reasons. But I want to take you back. Uh, in fact, I'm going to I'm going to title this episode "How to Buy a Bridge" because it's the best buying of a bridge <laughs> that I'm aware of. I mean, I'm not aware. No, to be. I feel like I've heard about a couple of other buying bridges. Anyway, this is an epic buying of a bridge, which often comes with a little bit of a story. And we're going to we're going to go into that. So this is a story that is told around these parts an awful lot, particularly if if you're an American and you've ever been to London and you've got chatting to someone on the tube, which is in itself highly unlikely. I appreciate. But if you ever got chatting to someone, they'll probably said to you, oh, did you know? Um a guy from America bought London Bridge but thought he was buying Tower Bridge. So the story is told in 1968, a chap called Robert Paxton McCulloch was eagerly awaiting the arrival of one of the world's most famous bridges in Lake Havasu, Arizona. The bridge was unpacked and it was reassembled and then the disappointment set in because this is not the bridge that he (laughs) thought he had bought. The bridge he had bought was London Bridge and the yep. one he believed he was getting was Tower Bridge. And to this day, Fiona, you and I both know we've had guests, many, many guests who have pointed at Tower Bridge and gone, oh, look, London Bridge. And we've had to gently yeah. go, actually, no. sorry, that's Tower Bridge. And you turn them around and you look them at the really boring, <laughs> concrete monstrosity from the 1960s. You go, that's London Bridge. And, and you could almost feel their hearts sink can't you just go oh yeah the disappointment is palpable yeah, yeah, yeah but also i mean it's an entirely fair mistake to make if you look up yes london bridge on google like 95 percent of the pictures as images are tower bridge yeah Maybe and i have to like, say that there, there used to be a guy on instagram who i don't know if he still does it but it would entertain me no end um <laughs> Uh, you can try this and see if it's still if he's still doing it. He would go through Instagram and every time he found a picture that was tagged hashtag London Bridge when it was yep. actually Tower Bridge, he would go on and, and correct them. So if you <laughs> if you hashtag I mean go to Instagram now, everyone listening, and go there and search for the hashtag London Bridge. And uh, I'm gonna do it now actually just because it's comedy value. Um and if it, even to the point of do you remember there was a song by the Black Eyed Peas a few years ago called London Bridge and Fergie, bless her heart, on a bridge doing their video, sailing merrily back and forth underneath Tower Bridge. Yeah, yeah. if you go and look up London Bridge, it is very much Tower Bridge. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. I can't see any pictures, even with a cursory scroll, that are actually London Bridge. No. Um, there's quite a few is... people drinking. Oh, yes, there's one. There's one. Is there one? Old American architecture with a picture of the medieval. Oh, okay. Someone's on Westminster Bridge calling it London Bridge. That's, I mean, frankly, that's just the worst. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Some of them are nice pictures. (laughs) Right, focus, focus. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Fiona, over here, over here. Back back to the... Oh, she's gone, gang, she's gone. I don't know if you can see that. What are you showing me? I'm showing you a picture. I don't know where... That's not even London. That's not even London. (laughs) That's good work. 
That bridge looks Russian. Goodness me. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yes. So, okay. yes, everyone thinks the Cowbridge is London Bridge. So it, it's a fair assumption to make. So this is the story that's told is that he he mistakenly bought Cowbridge. And when it arrived, he was obviously very disappointed. <laughs> now, is that story true or is that completely false? Well, I'm going to tell you later. Oh, I was all ready to do a do a da, 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 do a reveal. <laughs> yeah, no, not that one. But um, we'll come well, back I'm, to it later. I'm, I'm going to tell you later because we've got to give you a little, you know, a little bit of something to come back for. So, I want you to rewind to 1967. Uh, yep. The City of London, who sort of look after the bridges, a bit more complex than that. Not a conversation for today. Um, we're looking for someone to buy London Bridge now crucially and anyone who's been to london and had a tour with one of us will know it's not the original london bridge anyway there have been five, well today there have been five bridges oh now you decide to enjoy the squeaky toy. <laughs> this dog does not like squeaky toys at all the minute i'm recording a podcast it's squeaky toy time okay anyway so the uh where were we bridges first yeah the first one the romans created which was a wood bridge also, the second one was a Woodbridge too. The third is the really famous one. Uh, it was built in the in twelve oh nine. It was made of nineteen arches, and I've, we've talked about this before because we've talked about it uh, connected to the um, Thames freezing over the the yep. fairs. We've I'm sure that Emily did an episode about a fire on there as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it, it, this is the one that we talk about. It had 19 arches. It was a stone medieval bridge. And it also had on it a variety of homes and businesses built on the outside of the bridge. So when you're crossing the bridge, you actually couldn't see the water. Um, there was a couple of places where there was a chapel in the middle. There was also a, um, a drawbridge as well. A couple of drawbridges, actually. And, it's kind and, of like a whole village yeah, on the bridge, a, wasn't it's it? It's self-contained in, kind in of. Itself. And if you ever want to see what it looks like, um, if you go to the church St Magnus the Martyr, which is at the north end of London Bridge, um, it's not always open, but if it is, pop in there and they have a reconstruction of it. Obviously, not actual size. <laughs> um, but it shows you everything, like the, the chapel, the, the, the drawbridges, all of that, it's all on there. Um, in term- oh, go on. If little challenge for yes. anyone going to see that bridge. It's got all lots of little figures and things. Mm. And they're mostly medieval dress, apart from one who is dressed as a modern policeman. Yes. And he's the man who made the model. And you know what? I actually have video of that. I took it at Christmas when we had our Christmas carol ah. center service there. And I was going to do a reel about it, but I haven't done it yet. So maybe I'll coincide oh, well. it with this. There we go. Um, so, yes, you can go and have a little look at that there. And so in terms of how it looks, if anyone's... Uh, well-travelled. It's similar to the Ponte Vecchio in Florence or the Rialto Bridge. Or, if you're being particularly nerdy, the Pulteney Bridge in Bath. Yes. It's the same. Although less... All of those are smaller, aren't they? Oh, yeah, a lot smaller. But in terms but of the... the idea that, of it. The, the buildings on the buildings outside. Buildings on it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Bath, you wouldn't even know you're on a bridge. You just It looks like just looks like a road until you get to the other side. And you're like, oh, wait, hang yeah. on. Or if um, you go into one of the little tea shops and then you sit down for yeah, tea and then you look out the window, hang on, what? Teetering perilously over the river, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why was it pulled down? Well, very simply, um, the traffic and uh, po- population had increased massively and it became too crowded. Um, it 
there were fires that were happening. It just wasn't fit for purpose anymore. And to be fair, I mean, it had a decent run of about 600 years. And in 1831, uh, the new bridge is built. And this is the one we're talking about. So we're talking about the replacement to the really famous London Bridge. And so when they were starting to think about replacing it, in 1799, there was a competition that was launched. And Uh it went out to, you know, all and sundry, anyone who wanted to enter. The man who won it was a very famous um, engineer, a guy called Thomas Telford. Oh, yeah. But his plan was actually abandoned because he had created a design for one big bridge with just one archway that went up quite high so you could get mastered ships through. Um, And whilst that was a great idea, the impracticalities were on either side of the river where they realised what they would have had to do is buy up a heap of properties on either side demolish them and then kind of build oh like new a great big approaches. ramp massive yeah basically it's massive yeah. sort of incline to, to get up to the yeah, top yeah. of the bridge really so Which in they, the end they were like Meh, yeah happen. and they i mean there's lots of designs a bit like that for when they did tower bridge as well yeah and again they kind of went Meh. Yeah. So, yeah. um yeah so they, they they shelved that one and the guy who got it in the end was john rennie who is a bit of a spanky bridge designer around these parts mm-hmm. um and the previous one, which was just both practically and financially not very sensible, Rennie came up with a much better plan and he increased it to five arches, uh, yep. much more logical. Although it still needed approach roads to be built, which actually cost about three times as much as the cost of the bridge itself. Oh, um, okay. So the whole thing cost about £2.5 million in money it- then. Sorry, is that because they had to buy up existing properties, as it were? Is the land is more expensive? Yes, rather yeah. than the cost of them. Exactly. So whilst yeah, 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 whilst Thomas Telford's one would have had to have the same thing, the the space that that would have needed would have been enormous. Huge. Whereas opposed to this one, they it was it was a smaller area that they were going to have to buy and and replace. But um, yeah, two point five mil, uh, which in today's money is about two hundred forty two million. So mm-hmm. it's pretty hefty. That's a major. There project a couple of facts for you 928 feet long 49 Ooh. feet wide if you care Ooh. about all those kind of things as uh, those are some sexy stats aren't they Woo. very much so did and they write the stats on the bridge though almost certainly <laughs> almost certainly um and it was made from granite uh local granite well, i say local local as in not shipped from abroad from dartmoor uh-huh. uh, it's known as a thing called hay tor stone Hey, okay. Tor. Hey, hey, hey uh, <laughs> So yeah, that was the stone that was um, made. And so when they, they built the bridge and all, you know, all good. And when it was opened, King William the Fourth and Queen Adelaide attended a banquet that was took place literally on the bridge uh-huh. for the opening. Um, and you know how they like to name stuff after kings and queens, don't they? Like, yeah, have a street. Uh, they yeah. named the street to the north of the bridge after King William because it is. King William Street still there today. Yeah, um, that's. I mean, quite often it's the Queen that gets the street name, so that's nice that yeah. William gets her. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I'm just trying to think if there's a Adelaide. I mean, there definitely are Adelaide streets, but not Queen Adelaide streets. Anyway, no. I digress. Um, now the banquet featured yep. uh, lobster Lovely. and roast beef. Now yep. I want you to remember that because that okay. might come back later. Much as it probably did later that night with the king. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was opened in 1831 and by 1869, it was the busiest crossing point in London. Uh, we've spoken a lot about over the years about how 
Tower uh, Tower Bridge. Oh, hark at me. Honestly, I can't do it myself. London Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> London Bridge was the only river crossing, a road road river crossing in London for the best part of 1700 years until Westminster yeah. Bridge came in. Um, but even when the other bridges start coming in, it's still incredibly busy and horribly congested. Yeah. So they eventually widened it by about 13 feet, which is adding on another quarter of the bridge, more or mm-hmm. less. And it went through a lot. You know, this bridge survived the Blitz. Um, And about 130 years of pretty changeable history. You know, um, Industrial Revolution, all of that came and went. So you can see that what's happening in that period, there's lots of developments. Traffic is coming in. Traffic is changing. It's no longer horse and carriage. It's motor vehicles, all this kind of thing. And eventually it was discovered that the bridge was sinking by about an inch every eight years which doesn't sound like much, but you really well, get on that, top of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, that adds up. It, do, it does add Very up. And, and it was it was the modern traffic that was doing it. And then in 1924, they realised that the east side had sunk four inches lower than the west side. So Ooh, just to put that well, in context bad. for you, the bridge runs north to south. So this is not one side of the river sinking more than the other. It's literally the side to side of the bridge, which is going to be pretty, you know, yeah. a bit of an issue. That's the, yeah. That's so not it's one end, maybe not so much of a, a stress, but the, the span I of mean, it. I mean, in a way, just living up to London Bridge's reputation for falling down. Well, yeah. That's a, yet another example of London Bridge falling down. Now, falling I did down, think about talking down. about that that song. And it's, I suppose, what good as time as any, really. Because uh, people will ask, where does that song come from? Now, yeah. what's your... How do you explain that to people? I tend to go for... Um, King, well, um, Olaf, Olaf of Denmark, from Frozen, or Norway. Uh, yes, Olaf from Frozen. Um, uh, so uh, ten, ten fifteen, something like that, mm-hmm. in the morning. Yep. Um, Just after coffee. Yep. Uh, fighting, fighting over London, and oh, we, we we might have talked about it when we talked the Saxon. Episode, yeah, yeah, but um, uh, it's it's Ethelred and Canute, and I can't remember which side Olaf's on, but uh, Olaf sailed his ships up up the Thames and pulled down London Bridge, and that might might be might be there is a there is yeah that's what I tell I I, that's the story I tell as well. So it's always always interesting because I think some of us we have different, especially when the real reason has been lost to the absolutely lost to the myth of time, of time what, nice what i like as well is apparently one of the matildas and there were lots of queen matildas around mm. the 11 1200s but one of them had the ownership of the bridge and there was lots of money coming in and you were supposed to spend it on the bridge for maintenance but she didn't she just kept it and that might be where the my fair lady came in that might be a little oh. dig at matilda oh, i didn't know that was a little didn't know that option maybe maybe See? Every day's a school day. Oh. Right. So, uh, yeah, let, let's stick with that then. The uh, the whole Olaf uh, pulling the bridge down to save Arundel or whatever. Um, I was totally listening. Anyway, yeah, that's what we go yeah. with. <laughs> Mordor. That's why they built the Tower of Mordor on the banks. Yes. What? Uh, I don't know either, but the shard looks like something out of Game of Thrones. No, um, the, 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 the Hobbit. The the Lord of the Rings. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I it might be a different tower. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're thinking of the one Elephant Castle. The Lady Shave. Which mm. looks like it should have the Eye of Sauron above it. Oh, okay. Well. That's the one I think of. Yes. Fair yeah. enough. 
Some of the, one of those buildings. Just a variety of buildings that ha- would, wouldn't look out of place in Mordor. Yeah. Anyway. Wherever that um, is. So where do we get to? So we widen the bridge. Blah, blah, blah. London Bridge falling down. Yes. East and west. Falling apart. East and west. Yeah. Now, the new bridge was going to cost about four million pounds, which in today's money is 60 million. So that is a okay. not a, you know, not inconsiderable sum. No. Obviously a lot less than the previous yeah. bridge. But the roads are all there, so you don't have to do any more. The, the, you know, they still because we still use them on today's bridge, the fifth bridge, so they're all still there. Um, and some bright spark. Well, I say some bright spark. We know exactly who it was. A chap called Ivan Lukin, mm-hmm. uh, or Luckin possibly, who worked for the City of London Corporation, came up with the idea that it might be quite good to recoup a bit of cash from it, given that it was very famous. Yeah. Could we try and convince some poor sucker to buy it? Yeah. And he went over the pond. He went over to America to try and drum up some interest. And he had this, he actually had a huge press conference in New York. And he said, I love this so much. London Bridge is not just a bridge. It is the heir to 2,000 years of history, going back to the first century AD to the time of the Roman Londinium. Whether or not he mentioned it wasn't actually that bridge, I don't know. But anyway, you know, it's a pretty good... It's a good uh, sales pitch. It's a good sales pitch. It's great. I mean, go big, huh? Go big. So bids were made, Mm -hmm. and the man who won it was an American entrepreneur called Robert Paxton McCulloch, who I mentioned at the top. And he won the bid with 1.02 million, which in today's money, about 15 and a half mil. Okay. And a, and and a, a, a sizable chunk of the rebuilding costs, yeah, as it were. Absolutely. So that's a good offset. Well, this is exactly it. So um, he, what's quite interesting about him, he his bids, which I'll, I'll come on to shortly, wasn't just plucked out of thin air. There was a reason that he, he bid the amount that he bid. Um, but tell you about him first. He was uh, an industrialist who'd been born in Missouri and had earned millions. He'd, he'd set his entire career up uh, owning companies who specialised in things like oil, uh, mm-hmm. motor, create, uh, building motor parts and bi- creating chainsaws as well. He apparently, yeah. um, I don't think he invented it himself, but definitely he was the first guy to start selling handheld chainsaws, which is quite interesting. Okay. Um, there was a little... Uh, article I read that at some point someone had interviewed him and said what's the secret to your success and he said booze and broads I'm not going to do the accent because we have American listeners and frankly it would be embarrassing on my part and um, yes it would just be terrible <laughs> so yeah. I'm not going to do that but anyway um, but he, what he seemed to really love doing was going in for bonkers business schemes he'd yeah. always done it if it was if someone would say ah you can't do that or it's not going to work he'd be like I'm going to show you and so what he had done in 1963, so this is well before London Bridge is up for sale. He doesn't know anything yeah. about it. He had got together with his business partner and he'd bought a whole, well, thousands of acres of land near Lake Havasu in Arizona. Um, he would bought it, but then he brought in this, his business partner called uh, C.V. Wood, uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt Wood Jr., if you oh, like. Uh-huh. I know. Um to basically plan it and design the whole thing. Now, C.V. Wood was known for designing Disneyland. Oh. So this guy's got chops. Yeah. He's got he's got form. He knows what he's doing. Um, It was a pretty isolated spot. It's in the desert. And he had to compete with temperatures that got up to anything up to sort of 50 degrees centigrade or kind of 120 Fahrenheit, which is not a temperature that I particularly enjoy Mm-mm. or maybe have ever even been in, apart from possibly in a sauna. Um, but that's not 
Yes, that's something to, to come up against, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't whether or not he picked CV Wood because he'd done Disneyland and new sort of holiday-ish stuff, I don't know. But his plan was to make it into a holiday destination. And he wasn't having much success. And he was he was sort of thinking to himself, right, you know, I've built this place in the desert. And in fact, one one guy came to see it and said, I, I, I don't see... Because he said, I want to build a city here. And he yeah. said, I don't see that city. And McCulloch answered, you will. I promise you will. Okay. So even though he got this, this plot of land in the desert, not much to recommend it. There's a lake there, sure. But the lake was... Um, wasn't being filled from anywhere so it's kind of stagnant water it, anyway mm, nice yeah it's not, not a great <laughs> prospect is it really yeah no i've just i was just looking up on the map actually because i just realized i don't i don't you know i sort of talk about it quite often without mm. really knowing where it is so and occasionally i have guests who say oh yeah i've been to see the london bridge and all those kind of things yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is quite fun yeah um so this place yeah he, he was trying to get it off the ground and it wasn't really happening and in order to try and coax people in particularly investors so people who are going to bring their businesses to uh, Lake yeah. City he offered free flights there and uh-huh. guests were picked up from the plane in luxury buses and there was a huge new uh, hotel resort place that he'd taken mm-hmm. in there and they'd have this visit and you know be put up for free and he was just really trying really hard to yeah, get yeah. people in but there just wasn't much that was particularly calling them if you like yeah yeah, yeah. presumably um, Vegas presumably is is up and running is is i mean you know is is if you're going to go somewhere yeah. in the desert for a holiday yeah that vegas has got a lot more on yeah. offer than lake havasu presumably. yeah exactly so, especially yeah. At, at that time yeah so he needs something to bring him in yeah and cv mcculloch uh, cv uh, wood sorry comes up to him and says i've heard that uh london bridge is up for sale the one in london funnily <laughs> and he thinks do you know what i might just do it yeah, and so he decides to pitch to to or, or rather bid to uh, to buy the bridge. Now, one of the things is that he he didn't really need a bridge. The the land. He had nothing to put a bridge over. Yes, he had a lake, but, <laughs> but obviously, the bridge is no particular size. And so what he did is, and in order to kind of get the, the water moving, he cut through one of the, one of these peninsulas to create water ah. that could then move and create the need for a bridge. So he sort of created an island in, in the lake. Okay. And then was like, oh, look, I need a bridge. <laughs> hey, I need a bridge. Um, and he, he told the Chicago Tribune newspaper, he said, I had this ridiculous idea of bringing it to the Arizona desert. I needed the bridge. Even if I didn't, <laughs> I might have bought it anyway. Okay. So yeah, he needed it. He didn't need it to be a bridge. Need he needed it. it to attract attract people to it. Yeah. And he did some serious legwork to see what price he could pitch in yeah. order to secure him the the bridge. Now, I must admit, I didn't realise that it was a sort of bidding war in a way for it. And and now I'm kind of like, what now, were the other people going to do with them? This is it. it. I was trying to find out about the other people. Admittedly, I didn't put too much effort into it. I tried a bit and then went, oh, I'll give up. I don't know how many other people were bidding. Yeah. Um, yeah. If anyone at all, but I, from the sound of it, he went in there going, I need to make sure that my pitch, is, my bid is correct so that I, I get, I win it. Yeah. Um, otherwise, if they, you know, if they just wanted to get rid of it, he could have got it a lot cheaper. But he yeah. decides to really go for it. And I'm going to tell you how he did that after this quick break. Right. So we are talking about how uh, McCulloch 
pitched or got the got the correct amount of to pitch for the bridge. So he went over to meet the um, members of the City of London Corporation, and by the sounds of it, he ended up drinking quite a lot with them because he wanted them to loosen up uh-huh. and start spilling information so that he could go in with a bid that they were going to be like, that's yeah. interesting for us. So yeah. by the sounds of it, he just got them smashed on on whatever <laughs> and was like, go on, tell me, go on, tell me, tell me, tell me. And he found out that the cost of dismantling it would be half a million pounds. Right. So he thought, I'm going to offer double. Okay. So that was when we get to the million. Yeah. Um, and then he also added a sweetener. He said to them, I'm going to add on an extra $1,000 for each year that I will be when the bridge will open in Lake Havasu which was going to be 60. Okay. So he added on $60,000. So the final tally, so I'm sort of doing this over pounds and dollars. It's incredibly confusing. Yeah. Um, the cost of, of dismantling the bridge was half a million pounds. Yeah. So he offered a million and then he added on the extra bit. So yep. in dollars, the cost that he originally pitched was $2.4 million and then it became $2.46 million. Yes. And they went for it. They said, yeah, that sounds great. We'll have that. Thank you very much. Now, he's got to get it there. Yeah. So it was taken apart. So that didn't include delivery, presumably. No, that did not no. include delivery. That was literally just <laughs> What if it was bridge. out? Would they have left it on the doorstep? Probably. <laughs> we, we've hidden it around the back of your bin, but then they won't. They'll have put it down somewhere else just, and then someone yeah. will steal it. And, yeah. What do, they, what do they call that? Um, front doorstep bandits or something. Oh, People who steal parcels from your front door. Anyway. Yeah. Um, bit of a tricky one, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. But still, you never know. Oh, God, wouldn't it be funny if he just was shipped the uh, the model that was in the church? <laughs> we package it up for you. Here it is. <laughs> what? But he doesn't actually get the entire bridge. Uh, well, okay. He, do- he does, but he doesn't. So yep. because, of course, in America the yeah. same kind of traffic that you would have in London would be going over it. So they realise, actually, if we put the bridge up, it's just going to sink again. So he takes, yeah. he gets all of the, well, 10,276, to be precise, granite blocks that are kind of the outer part of the bridge. Mm-hmm. And then he has a, a hollow in a core made from steel um, uh-huh. and other bits and pieces. Core, steel, and I think possibly a granite as well. Yeah. Inside. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, each granite block was labelled as to their position. Yep. Shipped over, took a month or so to arrive via the Panama Canal. Right. Um, the whole thing weighed about 10,000 tonnes. Plus, they threw in a handful of original iron lampposts as well. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. So, the yeah, they, what they did is they, they when they all arrived, they had to put it all back together, but on the outer side of a hollow core of, of steel with reinforced concrete as well. So, there's a bit more to it than just steel, but then the all the... the Graphite? No, granite. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanking my brain there. Um, uh, Yeah, all that goes on the outside, and to this day, you still can see all the little numbers of the different, you know, number Uh, blocks there as well. Now, the one thing, one little problem that presented itself um, was the cost of import tax, because you had to pay an import tax on granite for building. Now, at the time, the import tax was 11% of the value. <gasps> and, and of the value, we mean what he's paid. So yeah, yeah, 11% yeah. of $2.46 million is going to be a pretty That's... hefty whack. Yeah. But there was a loophole. Yeah. And I wonder if you can guess what that loophole was. Is it somehow in the way it's cl- 
classified. So it's not granite. It's a historical monument. Of... You're sort of on the right lines. Okay. You're on the right lines. It's definitely how it's classified. It's over 100 years old, what does it make it? A Someone's not been watching Bargain Hunt. Thing. Antique. It makes it an antique. Antique. And the antiques were exempt from the tax. Well, hey. And the, the American Customs Service decided to value it as an antique. Very good. Did, so were they persuaded exempt. to value it as an antique? Mm. Mm, I that wonder. I don't know. Whether there's a little bit of, you know flesh pressing or something mm. going on yeah. or maybe a, maybe a bottle of scotch appeared on someone's desk who knows who knows yeah. but they waived it because it was an antique um so it was exempt and then and i i have struggled to find out if this is still the case because i have been looking it up and the guinness world record book or online thing is really not helping me here if anyone can do some deeper digging and find out please let me know but London Bridge was then entered into the Guinness World, World Records book as the largest antique ever sold. Oh, nice. Whether that still stands or not, I'm not sure. But I was trying to think what else yeah. could qualify. And I, I've not come up with anything. And I've not been able to find anything on their website. So maybe it does still stand. Unclear. Yeah. Unclear. So construction started on the 23rd of September 1968. And the Lord Mayor of London at the time, let's face it, these Lord Mayors love a jolly, yeah. uh, laid the foundation stone. So he came over and, you know, was regalia. Now, dragons. Oh, that's dragons. where that's what prompted us to think about this. Yes. Because we talked right. about the dragons being there as well. Yeah, there, there we, we go. go. And you would get there eventually. Yeah. One of us would. Plainly <laughs> not me. I'm never going to get there. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, it takes... It took three years to complete it, yeah. and it cost $7 million to ship, assemble, and dredge the land to make the island, which is seven times more than he paid to co- to actually buy the land. Right. So he's got, yeah, yeah. had $7 million to buy the land. A mi- uh, sorry, a million dollars to bridge. buy the land, $7 million to ship, assemble, and dredge, yeah. and an additional $2.46 million for, for the, the actual bridge. bridge. Yeah. So we're clocking in at over $10 million Ooh. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For what was known at the time as McCulloch's folly. <laughs> so you see what I mean about him liking bonkers schemes? Because, yeah. I mean, you've got to have, you know, nerves of steel I mean, to sink that much money into something that may or may not work. Yeah. Presumably, if he just wanted that amount of granite, the going rate for granite was way less. I would, uh, I would imagine so, yeah. Must there must be a closer source and... Almost certainly. Things. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So when they opened it in 1971, the 10th of October, it mm-hmm. was a huge hullabaloo, as you can Ooh. imagine. There were marching bands, there were fireworks, there were skydivers. Now, see if you can remember this from earlier. There was a banquet. <gasps> did they have lobster and beef? They did! <laughs> and I absolutely love that McCulloch has totally done his research on this and he's just like leaning into it he's like yeah it's British it's London Bridge we're going to do it so exactly the same lobster and roast beef which is the same as the banquet when it opened with King Willie yeah um, of that's course, quite the, classy I like that, that. it's quite classy to be fair yeah, yeah. Um, the Lord Mayor was of course there in full mm-hmm. robes you know again not one to pass would have been a different Lord oh, Mayor then, in, but... the, in the heat of the Oh, <laughs> well, it was October, so hopefully not fifty degrees. But still, okay. you know, it's still the desert, so yeah. not necessarily uh, cool. Um, they he even roped in uh, the actor Robert Mitchum 
as a bit of sort of a sleb appearance. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was a little miniature paddle steamer that took people on rides. Yeah. They played God Save the Queen and the Star Spangled Banner as well. Of course. There were, um, now I'm going to probably mangle this name and I do apologise, Chemehuevi Indians Uh in full battle dress, Boy Scouts holding flags for each of the 50 states of the United States. Uh There were um, cyclists riding penny farthings, men dressed as yeomen of the guard. Lovely. And the culmination was, I should say the party went on all day from... Well, they said sunrise. I don't know if that's quite true. All the way to sunset and probably beyond as well. So it was uh-huh. an epic party. The culmination was when the plaque on London Bridge was revealed. Yep. You know, the way that they do, pulling a, a bit of fabric off it, but it's obviously quite large. Yeah. So the way they did it was by using a hot air balloon. Way! They, <laughs> they had the hot air balloon tethered. They let it go up. And as it went up, it revealed the plaque. Oh, that's amazing. That's... Yeah. And the question is, did it work? And the answer is, well... Yes, actually. Yeah. Like I said, it, it, everyone said it was McCulloch's folly. They said he was mad to do it. But within 10 years, the town had grown from the starting position of about 200 residents uh-huh. to 10,000. Yep. And a f- about 10 years after it, it opened, it said that the bridge had drawn 2 million visitors per year. Gosh. And after the Grand Canyon, it was the biggest tourist attraction in the USA at the time. That's so weird, isn't mm. it? And, yeah. I mean, is it because it was London Bridge or is it because it's a bridge that has been moved, which is an exciting thing for some people? And Good question. Like, but, I mean... I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I can't answer that. I'm not yeah. them. So, di- also... There's a thought forming. I can see yeah, it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> to, go, to go back to the original question of did he think it was Tower Bridge? Ah, oh, we're coming on to that. Okay. And also, did, did, did some of the visitors think it was Tower Bridge? Oh, well, that I can't answer. <laughs> That I can't answer. Um, but yeah, so now the, the town of Lake Havasu, well, city of Lake Havasu City has a population of about 50,000 mm-hmm. full time yep. and very, very high tourist numbers as well. You can still see the lampposts on the bridge yep. that came over and also the numbers on the granite blocks. Yep. And in just to give you an idea of how much of an attraction it is now, uh, t- in 2018, 3.8 million people crossed the bridge. So it's still an incredibly Gosh. big tourist yeah, attraction. Yeah. Uh, McCulloch died in 1977, aged just 65. Okay. Uh, which was 10 years before Lake Havasu City became a legal municipality. Oh. I know, so never quite got to see that. But yeah. it is now. So, exactly. W- uh, we need to ask the question Did he think he was buying Tower Bridge? Yeah. And the answer is. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. No. Ah, ah. <laughs> It's a great story and it is brilliant that, you know, I mean, if it were true, what a fantastic story that would be. Yeah. But no, he did make several trips over to see what he was buying. He knew exactly what he was getting. So if anybody says to you, did you know that he thought he was, oh, it's going to stop you right there. Thank you very much. Oh, no, he no, knew no, exactly no. what he was buying. He knew he was buying London Bridge. Whether the people coming to see it have got it mixed up, that I can't help you with. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it is, it's like you said, it's a much love story. It's yeah. it's Londoners who love to think this. Yes, exactly. So. And and it, I quite like you know myth busting these things because I think it's important yeah. and, and and it's fun. You know, it's a great story. But even even without that bit of him thinking he was buying Tower Bridge, it's still a fantastic story. Absolutely, you know, the, the tenacity. It's almost had. more interesting as a story because it's less obvious. Like if you mm. were buying Tower Bridge or even if you were buying the medieval bridge with the heads on spikes and the buildings and the things, yeah. both of those make sense. 
the bridge he bought it's not it's not that exciting no that's that's the extraordinary although it's nicer thing about than the one it. we've got which i always say to people and they say oh it's not very exciting but like, yeah yours is better because no. um, <laughs> ours is really really boring now um but yeah no i mean it's, it's a great story and i think as well to to have that tenacity to want to make a home for a London icon that was just going to get scrapped yeah. and creating a whole new town in the desert yeah, 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 yeah. is pretty That's... impressive stuff. Yes. And I, I did read, now one of the things that I was always really interested about this story um, is many, many moons ago, I read an article about McCulloch that said that this creating of Lake Havasu, or the city of Lake Havasu rather, um, was where the tradition of the spring break started out now in doing the research for this i looked high and low for that article could i find it could i of course not i may well have dreamt it but i (laughs) i'm pretty sure i didn't because these things i love weird stuff like that and i i feel like if i'd read it it would have stuck in my head yeah so i'm gonna say that that but i'm not backing up with any action yeah and spring break (laughs) as in Spring break! Um, as in, <laughs> the thing we always see on kind of American TV shows and movies where at the Easter break, really, Easter where they holiday, seem to go yeah. to Florida and get incredibly drunk and, 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 you know, get around a little bit. But obviously the spring break that would have happened in the late 60s at Lake Havasu was not like that. Um, it was much more sedate with kayaking and yeah. steamboats and whatever. Not steamboats, yeah, the mini paddle steamer. But um, yeah, supposedly at least from that one that I read, uh, he's the guy who sort of started that, that yeah. tradition of spring break. Um, so. was, is it right that there was also a little kind of village bit nearby? So they had a London bus and, and the dragon. Oh, now and things, that I don't know. And a phone box. And I think I I think that there was a little section which was, was like that and that that might have Gone. It strikes me that he'd lean there. into that because yeah. I sort of feel like, yeah, it, it's he's going with all the. So it's like a little there. replica bit of London to kind of. I, do you know what? I've, I've not come across that, but I, okay. I, mean, I wouldn't put it past him. So yeah, yeah. And let's face it, you you know things, so I'm going to go with you on that. Well, I, <laughs> if anyone I, knows <laughs> about that, if it might even still be there, I don't know. I'm, I'm anyone knows no that, idea where then. I know that from. So it might be hearsay. It might be like the story of <laughs> buying the wrong bridge. It might all be. Um, but um, my, so I had another question which occurred to me so yeah like London Bridge very well known is it partly really well known because that London Bridge is in America would it no I think it's well known because of the song if I'm honest yeah so um, because I've said there's a lot of people that I tell who are from America who have no idea that it's there okay so I, yeah, I don't yeah. know why London Bridge is so famous. And I would hazard a guess. It, it's, it's the song. probably the song. Yeah. Which everyone seems to know, even if they can't tell which one London Bridge is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. There we go. <gasps> Fabulous. So we're myth busting today on the Yay. podcast. Never There's... less we said that we let uh, the truth get in the way of a good story, except we have on this occasion, but you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a few little bits of it left, aren't there? Yeah, there are a few chunks that are left. Um, and actually, I, I, I was reading, this is, uh, this is far too much information, but I'm going there anyway. Um, I was reading that apparently, and, and again, I didn't, I came across this information and I didn't go and sort of, I, I always like to check everything in several different places to make sure it's it's valid before we kind of use it. But mm. I did read in one one place that the stones were taken off to a quarry 
uh, in the UK and sort of um, trimmed or, or like shaped up a bit where they'd kind of weathered or, or chipped away. Oh, okay. And that some of them were left there. Uh-huh. Um, and then apparently was sold off when the quarry was closed and flooded in the early 2000s. Now, I didn't go back and, and, and cross-check everything and make sure it was all factual um, because I wasn't going to include it, but I now yeah. have, so that seems silly. But anyway, <laughs> so so yeah, I don't know what I'm saying here, but there were bits. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get the whole thing. He got, he got yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the outer bits. And yeah, I was just trying to think where... Um, I've, I've, I've remembered eventually that um, Keats, Keats in... Guy's hospital courtyard is sitting in that little alcove, which I think is one of the. Is that from that bridge? I, I think. Oh, so do you think it's from a different London bridge, one of the earlier ones, well, or a I'm different wondering. bridge altogether? But no, it can't be because it can't be from the one with the nineteen spans no, because because there were houses in the way. Yeah, I, so I think one, it is. I think it is from that one. They had this. Some whichever one it was, they had this weird thing of having little kind of seats with alcoves, little yeah, you could sort of shelters halfway along. Yeah, there's so. one in Victoria Park as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a couple of those. Yeah, it must go from that bridge then. I hadn't really put those together. Yeah. yeah. So he obviously didn't get all of it. No. Which frankly, you should ask for a refund, but you know. <laughs> there you go. That's the story ah. of McCulloch and the buying of Tower Bridge. Scratch that out, London Bridge. Yeah. So if you if you need a bridge, folks out yeah, there, now you know what to do. Yeah, we can, we'll Just, sell you a bridge. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, <gasps> fabulous. Thank you so much. Pleasure, treasure. So again, there will be loads of pictures on the blog. There are some fantastic pictures of. Um, well, actually, all, we'll put some up of the original London Bridge. Um, the, the the new one if, if you must see that one uh the one in have <laughs> there's there's a few images of things being moved and all sorts of stuff so um we'll pop it up on the blog and go and have a little look yeah so we'll get to see what it all looks like Yay. and there's even a picture of the hot air balloon as well <gasps> fabulous um, pulling the, the is, there, is there a picture of some beef and a lobster <laughs> <laughs> not, not found, we can find a picture of some beef if you'd like to yeah just uh just take a photo of my dinner but yeah yeah <laughs> excellent well thank you and thank you thank you for listening thank you listeners and uh i should probably say listener i have no idea if more than one person listens at all um i'm sure they do i'm sure actually we know there's definitely two (laughs) (laughs) thank you listeners we're gonna go back to plural yeah uh but honestly it's funny because we we do this obviously every week now and we put it out into the ether and we don't really know who listens to it. And it's quite odd, but I have to say, I am so grateful for everyone who listens. It It's a real thing. I mean, we've been doing this for three, about three years now, or maybe even longer, three and a, three and a bit, maybe. Um, and it, it, I really love that you are all willing to come along on our silly rides, our flights of fancy and our little bits of information. And it, honestly, I, yeah, yeah I, I feel really privileged that, that people want to come and join yeah. us on our podcast. So thank Absolutely. you, everyone. And, um, and, and if you haven't been in touch, Ray, just give us a shout. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Because that's nice. Yeah. And I met I met someone on a walk during the week who had done a lot of the virtual tours that oh, some of us did in lockdown. And it was just so, she was like, oh, hello, I loved your tours. I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's so lovely. To Does she listen to the podcast? I don't know. Did you tell her to? We. She was... In the other half of a group, Fiona. and it was we had like fifteen Fiona. seconds. 
Max to well, nine of them are telling her you've got a podcast. Yes. Okay. Well, I might see her again because I've got I've got a similar group. Okay. I've got that group in about a month's time, two months time in Greenwich, and I will plug the pod. All right. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. But anyone, yeah, if if anyone you think would enjoy listening to it, gang, please let them know about us. We and we we'd love to kind of grow them and yeah. more people. Should and, we say? And... Should we say subscribe? Like every other oh, yeah. podcast you listen to, Everyone. people go subscribe, like subscribe, and, and like, like, like and subscribe. Yeah. And Adam Bucks has even got an entire jingle about it. <laughs> yeah, so subscribe, do all the things, do all the pressing of the buttons, and the nice comments, and the telling of people, telling people of the podcast. Because it all does, the things. it does make a difference to the way it shows up to other people, it, doesn't it? It does. That, yeah, that's why it, it's a good thing. It does. And we once it, upon a time were on the front page of iTunes. We'd love to get back there again. Ooh. Um and you know we've been featured in the BBC and all sorts of stuff. So we really want to. And the Londonist, yes. Hi, Matt from the Londonist. If you're listening, hello. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, we're we're really enjoying it. We want to keep going. So yeah, get 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 involved, gang. Yeah. If anyone's got a um a plane that that you can fly with a banner behind it, we'll have that and all. <laughs> um, or hot air balloon. That's yeah. fine. You know. Yep. Or oh, I think we we're going to say a plane that we can nip over to London Bridge in. Or, that too. But, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'll take a free flight to London Bridge. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Either one. If McCulloch's still hang, handing them out, I'll have one. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Anyway, for us... Oh, last last call for uh, for tickets for the live pod. I say last call. It's still a few weeks away, but they're, they're going. They're going, gang. They are going. Yeah, and... and um, We're about three quarters... Having just said how lovely it is uh, to... to um, hear from you, also to see you. We can see you in the yeah. flesh on that evening. So, yeah. come along. We've um, got some guests... Uh, one guest, Leo Hollis, you know about. A couple, one, possibly two guests that you don't know about. And I might make cake. <gasps> I mean, I say Ooh. that now. I probably won't. I'll probably run out of time. Um, and if Alex doesn't make cake, there's there's a very nice pizza place that delivers, or indeed a fabulous Indian that delivered yeah. to the tap. So Maybe I'll make a cake in the shape of St. Paul's or something. I've done that before. <gasps> I've had your eyeballs before. <laughs> Okay. I just that needs clarification. I make eyeballs at Halloween, which are really lovely cake pops. <laughs> just, just an image of Fiona just licking my eyeballs. Uh, yeah, I will. I'll bring something, something yum, because I like baking. So, yeah. Something. Is there a cake recipe that uh, from Eliza Rackton? Eliza Rackton. I have got oh, a book. Oh, I, yeah, I wouldn't trust it to be wildly palatable. Yeah, so, some so of them are. Maybe not. Yeah. No. Right, right, we better go lovely, because um, we're now just nattering, and uh, yep. that's it. Thank you all so much for coming to listen. We love you. We love you. Yeah. Um, we'll Have see a lovely week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.